Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today's going to be one of those days. Preach with me, man. If you love something, clap. Be excited. We're here to have church, have fun. Be excited. Good things are happening, right? Um, So uh, today, as I get ready to start, I'm going to answer an obvious question. What happened to my foot? Um, And so... Um, I had, I'm getting old. That's what happened. And um, I'm just trying to be, bring the old dad sandal back, right? The sandal with the socks um, and make sandals great again. But um, I had a bone spur removed. I'm going to have to do the other foot eventually. So um, all is good. I feel great. I just don't get to walk a ton um, yet, even though I'm walking a lot more than I should. But um, everybody's like, are you going to preach? I'm like, heck yes, I'm going to preach. So um, I'm not on any pain medication. So if I say something crazy, that's just me. That's not the drugs talking. <laughs> this was my moment. I know, but that it's just all Justin. So, um, but I'm glad that you guys are here. I'm glad all of you are tuning in online as well. And today I want to talk to you about the, the, the title of my message It's called, Oh, the Places You Will Go, right? And some of you remember the Dr. Seuss book, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Hopefully some of you are like nodding and all that. Um, Next week, we're going to start a new series that is talking about resolutions to reality, right? Because a lot of us will make resolutions. A lot of us will make goals. A lot of us will have dreams. But how do we have those goals, those resolutions, those dreams, not just stay that, but become a reality? And so it's going to be a great series we go through next week, starting next week. So make sure you invite somebody to come with you, invite somebody to tune in with you. But today I want to talk to you about this. All the places we are going to go, Foundations Church. Um, there are places we are going to be going as a church, and as we get ready to start this, I want to read to you a few pages from the Dr. Seuss masterpiece, Oh, the Places You Will Go. And it says this, and when you're alone, there's a very good chance you'll meet things that scare you right out of your pants. There are some down the road between hither and yon that can scare you so much you won't want to go on. But on you will go, through the we- though the weather be foul. On you will go, though your enemies prowl. On you will go through the haken cracks howl. Onward up many a frightening creek, though your arms may get sore and your sneakers may leak. Right? You guys remember it, right? Like, don't act like your great story teacher didn't do it. Um, it's on and on you will hike, and I know you will hike far and face up to your problems, whatever they are. You'll get mixed up, of course, as you already know. You'll get mixed up with many strange birds as you go. So true. So be sure when you step, step with care and great tact. And remember that life's a great balancing act. Just never forget to be dexterous and deft and never mix up your right foot with your left. And will you succeed? Yes, you will indeed. 98 and three-fourths percent guaranteed. 
Kid, you will move mountains. And here's that one, right? And the last page says this. So, be your name Buxbaum or Bixby or Bray or Mordecai, Ali, Van, Allen, O'Shea. You're off to great places. Today is your day and your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. And Foundation Church, I truly believe the last part of that is true for us. We are off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. As we talked about, uh, uh, this whole last year was absolutely incredible. 2021 um, as a church was, we just saw impossible things become possible as a church body. And um, some of us personally, 2021 sucked. Um, It was just a horrible year. Um, For some of us, we are glad to see 2021 be done. Some of us were a little sad that 2021 is done, but all of us look at 2022 with hope, right? There's hope of what potential is. And I don't want to be a church that looks at a new year and it just stay potential, right? Because any, anybody can look at a year with having potential. But I believe God has places for us as a body of believers to go, as individuals for us to go, that there is a mandate and there is a purpose for us to go. As I was scrolling Facebook and social media this past week, because I had to sit still for a long, long time, um, and it drives me crazy, and I, I, I don't do well sitting still. Um, I started looking at different things, and I saw a meme of 2022 talking about it, and it says this, nobody claimed 2022 as your year. We're all going to walk in real slow, be good, be quiet, be cautious and respectful, and don't touch anything, right? <laughs> so I read it, I giggled, I laughed, and then like something got, like it started bugging me. Right? Because here's the simple truth. Some of us feel this, and some of us want to react like this. But can I tell you, as a church and as a body of believer, we're not going to act this way. We are going to go into 2022, and 2022 is going to be our year. We're going to make noise. We're going to go in boldly. And we're not going to be scared. In fact, here's my, my verse for this year. It's Proverbs 28, verse 1 says this. The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. Can I tell you, 2022 isn't going to happen to us. We're going to happen to it. Um, We're not going to let 2022 come to us, but as a church and as a body of believers, we're not going to run away. We're not going to be scared. We're not going to operate out of fear, but we are going to operate as bold as lions. We are not going to be sheep, but we are going to be lions. That word bold there, bold means this. It means to show the ability to take risk, being confident and Courageous. Second Corinthians, excuse me, Second Timothy, verse chapter one, verse seven says this: For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. And for the last three years, our culture, our society has operated and functioned out of fear. What's going to happen next? What if? 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 Can I tell you, we're not going to function this way. We're not going to function uh, out of what, what if this happens, or what if that happens, or, or, or what if this goes on. But we are going to lead 
through 2022 as bold as lions because I'm telling you, Foundation Church, there are places God has for us to go and all the places we are getting ready to go this next year. So today I want to share with you where we are going. And as I get ready to share that, I want to give you an announcement today that many of you have been waiting on, and it is simply this. Our first service in our building will be February 27th. Um, so... Now, I know that says, like, period almost behind that. This is a very fluid date, okay? Everybody say fluid. But you said February. I know what I said, and I've talked to our GC about this. Um, and we said Feb we were going to say February 20th. I talked to him yesterday. Let's give us another week. So um, we are hoping to be in February 27th. We feel pretty good about that date, actually. Um, but can I tell you, FC... Man, you guys are crazy. You guys built a brand new building, bought new property and a new land through a pandemic. This is what you guys did, right? This isn't something just your pastor did. This is what you guys are, are the people that are like, hey, let's jump off a cliff. Sounds good to me. And you just did it, right? And like this, this, this is not normal. More churches have shut down the last two years than in any other time. And instead of closing our doors, we're expanding our doors right? Instead of shutting it down, right? Instead of shutting it down, we're making room for more people to come and experience Jesus Christ and to get it a better location so that we can continue to make Jesus famous in a bigger and more impactful way. And that doesn't happen by accident. That happens because you all are people who are going to be bold as lions instead of timid as sheep. And I love, love, love your heart foundation church. And I love that I get to pastor a church like that. Here's some great news that I have for you. Um, there's all kinds of stuff I would love to tell you, but I'm going to tell you this, um, and I can't give you any specifics right now. But in the next, probably, probably this week, maybe next week, we will have a contract having sold this building. Um, there is a other church that is interested in buying our current building. And I love that another church is going to come here and be able to take a next step to help them become a bigger and better church, right? Um, and do ministry in a more effective way. But they're going to close whenever it's convenient for us to close. It is an absolute God thing. It's absolutely incredible. And I know that's been some thoughts and some questions, um, but that's going to happen. Now, I can't give you any more details about that, but we'll give you more details as we come closer. But, but here's what I want you to know. This new build... put it on my front pocket today, baby. Um, so here's what I want you to know. This building isn't the solution to it, right? It is a tool for us to do bigger and better ministry, right? It is, it, this isn't good. Just because we're moving to a new church doesn't mean we become a, the, the, the church God has called us. There are plenty of big church buildings with really dysfunctional churches. Let me say that again. There are plenty of big church buildings where there are really dysfunctional churches. And so I want to give you today five things that I want you to, I want you to get notes out. I want you to get your phone out, a, a paper pen that's in the back of the pews, or pews, back of the chairs. Um, there's my old roots coming out. Um, man, you can pull up our sermon notes on our app. But five things I want to give you to believe with me about, to pray with me about, and that we are going to go. The places that we are believing we are going to go as a church, as a body, and as individuals. And today, these dreams and these visions that I have, hear me, teenagers, this isn't just for your parents and your grandparents. 
Teenagers and college students, this is for you today. Five things I'm believing that is going to be true for you and our youth ministry. And the first one is this, is that we have a passion for God's presence. That we have a, that we are passionate seekers of God's presence. It says this in Psalms 42, verse 1 through 2. As the deer pants for the water, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? It doesn't say that my soul thirsts for church service. It doesn't church uh, thirst for religion, but that there's a hunger and a thirst for the presence of the Lord. Psalms 84 says, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And here's my prayer and here's my goal as your pastor is that there would be a renewed passion in our hearts, in our lives for the presence of God. Not for his hands and his handouts, but that we would pursue the heart of God for our lives. That means this, that we are seeking God more than just Sundays. But we are seeking, we are living a lifestyle of pursuing and chasing after the Lord and what he wants to do in our lives instead of the agenda we have for his hands. There's a big difference. And so here's what I want to challenge you with. Starting tomorrow, we're going to start a 21-day fast as a church. We're going to do something we haven't done in a long time. And some of you are like, but, but, but I already bought a lot of food, right? Like some of you are like, well, I'm going to do a Daniel fast. Here, here's what I will tell you. Some of the most effective fasts I've done had nothing to do with food. I'm being real. You know what? I'm fasting this. I'll just share what I'm fasting with you. Because I eat really fast. I do. I eat, like my wife eats faster than me. Like she, like me, the girls would be like, well, "Dang, you're done, Case." Like we're just like, well, "When that happened, right?" Like I'll eat in ten minutes, but I'm on my phone all the time, checking social media, checking Instagram, checking all the different social things and accounts. That if I spent that amount of time praying every time that I think about clicking on Facebook, clicking on Instagram, man, I would be a person that is in constant prayer. That's what, I'm just telling you, that's what I'm fasting. So if you send me Facebook messages, I'm not going to be responding for the next 21 days. And can we just say this? Facebook messages, it's not the same as text message, right? So some people get mad, like, you never responded to my message. I'm like, I wasn't even on Facebook. Anyway, so um, 21 day fast we're going to be doing as a church. And I want you, maybe it's TV. Man, maybe it is social media. Maybe it is food. Maybe it's doing a Daniel fast. But what this does, it doesn't allows us to do something different, to experience something different. Because some of us, our relationship with the Lord looks the same as it has every single year. And if you're going to experience something different, you got to do something different, right? Because what got you here won't get you there. So Foundation Church, I'm going to invite you to just, for the next 21 days, what is it that you need to fast. And today I would tell you this, is that fasting is not, if it's not coupled with prayer and reading the Bible, you're just simply taking a diet, right? That's called a diet. It's not called a fast. So, so when you're thinking about clicking on, man, you start praying, you start reading your Bible. Maybe you rotate it, right? You guys are going to be reading. You'll read through the whole Bible in 21 days. Some of you, you're going to be like, how, how'd this happen? Right? Like, like it's amazing. And and I'm just going to encourage you to do something different because a lot of us, we're not even in the word of God. And I love what Billy Graham said. He goes, if you are ignorant of God's word, you will always be ignorant of God's will. 
You're not going to know God's will for your life if you don't know his word and how he wants to move in your life. And so for 21 days, usually it takes 21 days to break a habit and develop a new one. I'm going to invite you to break a habit and develop a new one. And for us to be passionate followers of Christ, because here's my goal. Adults, we shouldn't be more passionate about Jesus when we were a teenager, when we first met him, than we are now. And some of us, that's not true. Some of us, we've gotten numb and we've gotten used to the presence of God and there's not a hunger and a thirst and that can't be because when I read the Bible, people got more passionate and more devoted and more dedicated to following Jesus the longer they followed him. So let's be passionate followers of Christ. That's number one. The second one is this, is that we are a church that is raising up leaders and producing disciples. We are a church that is raising up leaders and producing disciples. And I would actually switch that and say that we are a church raising up disciples that leads to leaders leading, right? That we are producing disciples that leads to leaders. Matthew chapter 28 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given you all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. We are going to be passionate, and we are going to be focused on developing disciples. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does that happen? If you haven't gone through FC Grow, whether that is in person, it's happening in service right now in our office. You're too late for the first week one, but you can do FC online as well right? That you're going and you're getting a baseline, a starting point for your relationship with Jesus Christ. That you are getting involved in FC men or FC women. That you're getting involved in an FC connect group. That you're getting involved in some sort of ministry and some sort of serving. That you aren't just being poured in, but you're pouring out. That we are developing disciples of Christ, not clones of a pastor. Because what happens is we are so busy to trying to develop clones instead of disciples that God's given you different gifts than he's given me. He's given you different gifts than he's given the staff, the staff, and we want you to become the disciple and the follower of Christ so that you can become the leader he's called you to be. I believe this to my core, that we have all the leaders we need for Foundation Church sitting right here in these seats. We do. We just need our leaders to lead. And hear me, as your pastor and the staff, we're taking our hands off and we're saying, come on with it. And if you see something that could be done better, tell us, let's go lead. Let's stop being afraid that we're going to hurt people's feelings and let's start leading. I love David Rogers. I think he's here, him and, him and Sammy. Um, but man, he'll just be like, man, this, I, I, I've got a passion for this and I could see this and I think this could be better. I'm like, let's do it, David, right? And he's not just sitting on the sidelines, even though he's like, could and he's been involved and done all this other stuff. There's still a calling that he understands God has in his life to be the disciple and leader that God has called him to be. And we need to be a church that is producing disciples that leads to leaders leading so that the church is truly being the church. Because Paul said this, he said, your job as the leader, Timothy, is to equip the body to do the work of the ministry. Not that it is the staff doing everything, but it is the church doing all the things so that we can be the church that God is calling us to be. This is one of the places we are going to go. The third thing is this, is that there is authentic community that results in deep and real relationships. 
that there's authentic community that's happening within the church. Can I tell you, I think this point is the biggest felt need of our society and culture right now. We have been so isolated and quarantined and scared to go out and scared to inter- like interact with people that now people feel isolated and alone. And we've got to create a place where authentic community is happening and that it results in deep and real relationships. Can I tell you the great thing about Foundation Church isn't the preaching, don't say amen right now, it isn't, it isn't the worship, it's not even the FC kids or the FC students, it's the people that go here. Can I tell you, you guys, just to brag on you, you guys are awesome. If I wasn't the pastor here, I would still choose to go to church here. And I don't know many pastors that would say that because I know a bunch of your secrets, right? <laughs> and even with all that I know, I would, this is a church I would go to. And it's not because of the, it's because of the people. You open the steeple and there are the people. Man, when I open up the steeple and the people are here, This is pretty awesome. You guys are stinking amazing. And here's the deal. You're not going to get authentic, real relationships that are going to be godly in the influence that you need outside of church a lot of times. Right? There's got to be places where we are creating spaces to experience authentic relationships. Well, how are we going to do that? Several ways. We're going to be doing an FC midweek starting in the fall of 2022 in our new building. That means there's going to be something that's happening for the whole family on Wednesday nights. It's going to be kind of, for some of you old school people, like our discipleship Sunday school arm on Wednesday nights going to be happening for the adults. There'll be something happening for the kids, and youth service will still be happening for our teenagers, right? There's going to be something happening for all of us to have community within. Um, there's FC Connect groups that are going on. There's FC men and FC women small groups that are happening. And, and let me say this. You're not going to experience authentic, real relationships if you're not consistent on Sundays. I'm being mean for just a second. If, you own, if you're a CEO Christian, that means you can only come to, to church on, on Easter and Christmas, right? Like Christmas and Easter only. That's CEO Christian. And you're like, well, I can't find anybody to connect with. It's because you're not here to connect, Right? You can't come to church once every two months and be like, well, I just don't feel connected. No, you can't, you're not going to feel connected anywhere. That's like me going to the gym every two months and being like, I'm not getting in any better shape. Well, it's because I'm not consistent. Right? But we want to apply that same logic to the church. And hear me, some of you, you've been hurt by the church and you've got church hurt happening, maybe it's another church you went to, or maybe it's this church, and as a pastor of a church, and maybe it's not even the church you got burned at, let me say, I'm sorry you got hurt. And our intention and our goal at Foundation Church is that nobody would get hurt by the church, but it does happen sometimes. And hear me, you can let an old wound keep you from new relationships, and that's the biggest harm you can allow that old wound to do. But open yourself up. Here's what I would say to all our people watching online. And, and hear me, as I'm talking to you, I'll, I love you. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Some of you, you are sick. Some of you have a compromised immune system. Some of you, you are hurt. We get it. You're out of town. We love that you are tuning in. But it is a tool, not a solution. Hear, hear me. And don't take something good and replace it for what's best for you. 
You need authentic relationships and people, and we can't stay at home because the only place we've started quarantining, we're going everywhere else but church, right? Don't let the only place you're quarantining from be church because we want, we want you here, right, church? We want you here. This isn't a, uh, something to say to make you feel bad. On the exact opposite, what I want is what's best for you, not what's easy or convenient for you. So don't do what's convenient, but do what is best for you. And what's best for you is being here with real people, worshiping and having community because you can't serve from a couch and you can't have community from a couch. And we don't want to diminish that you are, t- I'm so glad that you're tuning in, but even more so, I want what's best for you. And that's real authentic authentic, deep relationships so that when you're going through the, the trenches of life or you're experiencing the mountaintop of life, you've got people to call and lean and celebrate with and get prayer about and man, clap and praise and be excited with you. And that happens when we are together because Foundation Church, we are absolutely better together. The fir- fourth thing, fourth thing that we've got going on and that we are believing is that we would grow in every aspect. We would grow in every aspect. That growth would be occurring. Can I tell you, healthy things grow. Right? Healthy things grow. If it's not growing, there is something wrong. Acts chapter 2, verse 46 through 47 says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And check this out. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What I am believing for to happen here at Foundations Church is that we would double and triple our numbers of people that we are reaching and that are coming to our church this next year. And I hear all the time, well, Justin, why are you wanting to reach all these people? Because if we're not reaching people, what are we doing? Right? We are in the people business. Well, Justin, are you trying to be a mega church? No. Man, do you see this face? This is a radio face, not a TV face. Right? Hear me, hear me. If, if you're, I, I can't sit. If you're jaded to the point of, well, what's that pastor really about? Get over your negative experience and just understand we are in the business of reaching people and making Jesus famous to people. And I'm not going to apologize for us being purposeful and reaching people and growing. And so many times we want to be like, oh, he's talking about growth again. Yes, I'm talking about growth again because Luke 19.10 says this, for the Son of Man came to find lost people and save them, right? We're about seeing lost people become found people week in and week out. Can I tell you Christmas Eve service? We had seven people raise their hand for salvation at a Christmas Eve service. That doesn't happen. Right? That's, that's like so abnormal of what happens. And I'm telling you, Foundation Church, I'm asking you to be found people that find people. This means we become intentional about us reaching people so that people have community, so people find out what God's purpose is for their life, and that they continue to grow and change. And so here's what I'm asking. I'm asking everybody that is watching online, if you didn't turn it off five minutes ago, or... <laughs> If you're here in person, I'm asking you to at least bring one. At least bring one. And and don't wait till we get into our new building, right? 
But we are going to give you more opportunities, not less, to invite people. Our youth ministry is going to have more opportunities, teenagers, for you to bring teenagers so that our youth ministry is thriving, not just struggling, right? That, that there is an explosive growth that is happening because healthy things grow. So who is it you can invite? Who is it you can bring? We're going to have an opening service at our first, uh, our new church on February 27th, right? We're going to have a grand opening probably a month after that. So we've got all the bugs worked out. Then there's going to be Easter. Then there's going to be baptisms. Then there's going to be huge family days that we do on a consistent basis. Why? It's not just for the church people. It's for us to have an easy way to invite those that don't have a church to come and experience Jesus Christ and meet a Savior who can change their life because it is not about a number, but it is about a name and a story that needs to be changed. And it always, always will be. It's about seeing lives change and us growing in our reach to people. It's about us growing financially. Can I tell you, 2019, best financial year until 2020. 2020, our best financial year until 2021. You guys are dumb. Like, like, who does, like, all these pastors are like, so what's your financial situation since the pandemic, like, all has worn off, and now, I'm like, bro, we've had, we've had our best financial years ever, right? Like, because our people are getting what it means to be generous, and Foundation Church, let's continue to be the generous church he's calling us to be, because it's about us being able to do more and build God's kingdom more, not less. Here's what I will tell you and just encourage you with, what is your giving goal? We have all these other goals. What's your giving goal? Every year, Casey and I make a giving goal, a percentage that we want to give away. 10% is a starting point, not a finish line, right? But if some of you haven't tied ever, that's a great starting point for you. Maybe it feels weird. Maybe it's scary. Yeah, it's scary, but you're never going to get there if you don't do scary things. Jump off the cliff, keep trusting God, and watch what he does. But let's continue to see our generosity grow instead of shrink, right? And this is something we're doing great but let's be even better. Here's the other thing is that our volunteers, that we will continue to grow in people serving because our willingness to serve directly ties to our ability to grow. And some of you, you have gifts, you have just talents, man, use it for something other than your own castle, but build his kingdom through your time. Because some of us, it's easy for us to give our money, but not our time. We're willing to give our money, but not our time. Or we're willing to give our time, but not our money. And can I tell you, it's an all the above thing. And we want to be purposeful in growth. And that happens when you and I commit to it. The fifth thing is this, is that we would have unity at Foundations Church. We'd have unity at Foundations Church. We're in a culture right now that is so divided. We're divided politically. We're divided over vaccinations. We're divided over COVID. Is it real? Is it not real? Right? Like, is it man-made? Did a bat do it all? Like, like I, we're like, I don't know. I think a little Smurf w- walked out, and that's what happens when Smurfs are real. Like, we just, we start making, like, things up. We, are we mask? Are we not mask? Or, you know, are, are we this person? Are we that person? And let me, let me tell you something. Foundation Church, we do really good at this, 
But our job is to love people that come through that door. No matter what they look like, no matter what race they are, no matter what they're, whether they're white or black or brown, whether they're rich or poor, whether they're a Democrat or Republican, no matter what their backstory is, whether they got it together or they're completely lost and they don't know how to act in church and they think communion time is snack time, they are welcome to come to Foundation Church, right? Because our job's to love people, not to judge them. Our job isn't even to change them. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And if we will do our job, I promise you, he will do his. But we have gotten our job titles confused. We are not the judger or the changer. We are, you're a lover, baby. So be the lover he's called you to be. Psalms 133 says this, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Ephesians chapter 4, therefore, Paul's talking to the church, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God, always be humble and gentle. Here's where it gets really hard, be patient with, uh, with each other. Paul said this to Timothy, he said, be patient with difficult people. Ah, It's not in my, my, my NLT version, Justin, right? Like, it's not in the message translation. I don't have to do it. Be patient with difficult people. There, this means this. There are going to be people that come into this church that you don't like and that don't like you. Get over it. Don't go leave and find another church. Can I tell you, if the church is doing what the church ought to do, there should be people coming in the doors that you don't like and that don't like you. What? I don't like that church. I don't either. But it's not about me building the church I like. It's about me building the church God's called me to build. Right? That means there's going to be people that walk through the, this door and the next church that they stand for everything you stand against. Love them anyways. Man, be patient with one another. And for some of you, I would even put this adjective, be patient with stupid people, right? <laughs> he goes on, make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort. It takes effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no division in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. And here's what I will tell you, Foundation Church, the only thing that's going to stop FC is FC itself. Let's not get in our own way. Let's not be our own worst enemy. And you guys do this so good, having unity and us being together, but there's going to be a lot of change that comes our way. There's going to be moving service times. Well, why are we doing this? Why are we? Because we're building the church God is calling us to build. Not the one that's easy, not the one that Justin Graves like or the people like, but the one that God is calling us to build, and that's what it's all about. We want to be unified as foundation church. Well, how do we do this? Because here's the deal. I don't want to just have a goal, right? Anybody can have a goal. Any, every church today, every church, I almost can guarantee you around the United States is sharing, here's our five-point goals, right? They probably have three goals instead of five. Um, they, 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 here's where the Lord is leading us, right? And, and, and they'll have these goals, and then they won't talk about it because I didn't hit any of them, and it's like, well, what happened to our goals, right? That's not how we work around here. If we don't hit a goal, we're like, hey, we sucked on this. We need to do better. 
I don't want to have goals and a vision. I want to see those goals and vision become a reality, right? That's what we're about, FC. That's what we do here. We don't just have, a, but that we would bathe these five goals and dreams and, and, and resolutions in prayer that we are going to see these happen because we are going to be bold as lions, not timid as sheep. So how does this happen? It happens this way. First Corinthians chapter nine. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one gets a prize. So run to win. Like run to win. Don't run just to finish. But run to win, to quote the great Ricky Bobby, second place is first place. I mean, first place loser, right? If you ain't first, you're last. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And he's talking about himself, and this is applicable to me. I've got to run with purpose in every step. Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. How do we do this? We do this and we will stay purposeful and focused with every step. This is how we do it. We stay purposeful and focused with every step. That means every week, every day, every month, every Sunday, every worship night, every FC midweek, every connect group, every FC men's event, every FC students event, that we are purposeful and focused in what we are trying to accomplish and do as a church. And I want to invite you to be focused and purposeful with the way you spend your days, with the way you spend your time, with the way that you are functioning through this year that we have a purpose and a focus that we are going at as a church. When I had surgery on Monday, um, they told me that I would probably have to use crutches all week. I was like, no, nah, that's not going to happen, right? And so, but when I got out, my, the, my, my leg was numb, and I had to be very purposeful when I used my crutches to walk very carefully, right? And I had to make sure nothing was in my way, no clothes, no shoes, no dog. Um, if there was a cat, I would have shot it, but nothing would be in my way because I wanted to make sure I didn't trip. I want to make sure I didn't injure it. And sometimes it hurt to walk. Sometimes um, it, I felt nothing when I walked. But every time I was purposeful and I was focused on the step that I was taking and the place that I was going. And can I tell you, Foundation Church, we have places to go. And some of you, maybe it hurts still to take that step and to walk. But I'm going to invite you to be purposeful and focused on where God is leading you to go today. I'm asking us as a church that our best days are ahead of us. Our best is yet to come as a church foundations and he is leading us to places and if we will lead like lions and not sheep if we will be bold as lions and not have a spirit of fear but a power of love and of a sound mind oh the places we will go this year because i'm telling you nothing's going to stop god from moving at this church if we will be purposeful and focused in the steps that we take let's pray lord we love you Man, I love you, and I love what you are doing in this church. I love what you are doing through this body of believers. And God, I pray today that we would take this message, and it would get inside our soul and inside of our heart. God, I pray that, Lord, we would understand that we are called to be passionate followers of you. 
uh, that this church is called to build up disciples that turns into leaders leading. But this church is called to have authentic, real, and deep relationships. We're called to have a, where everything's growing. Lord, Lord that, that we have to go back to three services. That, that Lord, that we go out this building before we're even out of this building. Lord, that there would be growth that happens in every aspect of this church and that we would be unified in mind, soul, purpose, and spirit. God, I, I just pray that we would lead as you are calling us to lead because it's not enough for the pastor to just put a sermon out there, but it is a we thing, not a me thing. And let us be bold as lions. Man, let us run out of here and we are purposeful and we are focused on where you are calling us to go as a church because every one of us in this place, we have a, play, a, a, a place and a part to play. So let us play our part really well. Let us play our part with purpose and be focused on what your plan is for us as a person, us as an individual. Because we will not be fearful. We will not be timid. We will not shy away from what you are calling us as a church and as a person to do. But God, let us be bold as lions. That it points to something way bigger than us. A Savior named Jesus who changes everything. I pray these things in Jesus' name, with heads bowed and eyes closed today if you're here. And maybe you've never met Jesus. And maybe you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. We're going to give you that chance. Some of you, maybe it's about you recommitting your life because where you are isn't where you should be. And some of us, we feel stuck and we feel like our spiritual life's on a hamster wheel. It's because we haven't got things right with them. And we just kind of go through this part of the service thinking that it will get better instead of taking steps to make sure that it does get better. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says this, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness. And today, if that's you, whether you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life or you need to recommit your life to him, I'm going to count to three and all I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You just say, Justin, that's me. There's one person. Is there anyone else? You join this one person that raised their hand before we go any further in service today. You just say, Justin, that's me. Man, I can't think of a better time, a better moment for this, as you start the new year, to make this choice, to make this decision. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service today? You say, Justin, that's me. The one person that raised their hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today <laughs> and I confess that I've sinned. I confess that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it. And I turn to you. And I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.